0: The best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the big talking points of the day. This is Pass the Post. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Pass the Post. It's Sunday the 6th of June. We've passed the post on Queensland Oaks Day. We've been talking about this Stradbroke season and this carnival. There's been a lot of conversation points, but there's also been a lot of significant moments and milestones. Let's let's track back. We saw Eduardo win his... Second Group 1 of the 10,000, we saw the emergence of Zaki, and that story is still continuing. We saw Tony Gollan, Quinella, the Group 1 last week, the Kingsford Smith. But Nathan Exelby, yesterday we saw another special moment, an Oaks winner. It was Ed Cummings, the trainer of Dewis, heavily back to win. He wins his first Group 1, and that is special in itself, but the name of Cummings has a special aura about it. Yeah, it was uh, certainly special,
1: David, and... um I loved hearing the emotion in Ed Cummings' speech after the race and and, and what that meant to him. And uh, It it was a good feat he pulled off there yesterday, 49 days between runs, but he backed himself to get it right,
0: and he was um, thoroughly um, justified. I've been away for part of the week, but I heard him speak on radio, and I heard his presentation speech yesterday, and uh, he just exudes... to be class. very class, mm. uh, but a very considered speaker. Um, uh, you know, you're looking at someone who you don't think is a horse trainer, but he is.
1: Yeah, I, I I caught up with him at the Gold Coast on Tuesday. I was down there looking at some yearlings and the answers don't come immediately. He, he thinks about the questions mm. and, and gives a, a really detailed response, but obviously knows what he's doing and um, you know, she was she was really impressive, I thought.
0: We're right into Stradburg season. We're going to have a listen back to uh, most of the... Feature races yesterday. We've got uh, several guests to, to have a chat with. I think we we went into yesterday's betting thinking, well, we had such an extraordinary successful, extraordinarily successful day last Saturday, and the turnover backed that up. It was uh, the figures were record figures. We thought with the smaller fields yesterday, it might be uh, a little down, but you know, figures yet to be be finalised. But by gee, the betting was big yesterday. We talked during the day now in, in our afternoon broadcast. Nearly every race we were Mm. saying, here's something that's off the map. And these are are big firmers on big days. It'll be interesting to
1: see if the actual full turnover backs up what the assumption Mm. there, David, because as you say, some of those moves were just um, extraordinary. And the Oaks itself, a Group 1 fixture like that, from where we were sitting in the morning to where it ended up at start time.
0: You took the words out of my mouth because Dewis was exactly one of those. $5 in the morning on tab when we previewed the meeting, set off the favourite at $2.80. They spread across the track of the Oaks. Ruru, tackled by Easy Far, Only words came at the pair and headed them. Here's Dewis. Here's Dewis into the clear. Finishing brilliantly. Charmstar trying to go with it. Then Senora Nera. Down below the 200 metres. Dewis on the outside. Takes control. Takes the Oaks. Racing away. Plunge coming off. Dewis too good. And one easily. The Charmstar. Senora Nera and Splendiferous. Then came Easy Far, followed by. Bargain, then only words, Ruru, well back was Yat and Rebel Rama, Grace and Harmony, and Mashadi Whisper last, Bar One, Good Soys. Yes, and she pulled up with a few issues, Good Soys, but Dewis was clearly uh, the best horse of the race. Long way back, which was half expected from the the awkward barrier, and still with the cap catchers coming up to the turn, and that's when Bowman started to navigate a path, and well, as I think, even from the broadcast point of view, you know, the race was over at the mm. furlong.
1: 99 Group 1 wins for Hugh Bowman, so he shoots for 100 on Port Louis this Saturday. Uh, but he rode her like the best horse, didn't he? he? didn't mess around from the gate. He conceded at the start, straight across to the rails and sat there and backed the fact that she was the best filly. And
0: uh, he, he still cut that corner and then he found clear air and uh, put he, them to the sword. He, he backed his ride. He backed his ride that she was the best horse in the race. And Ed Cummings backed himself by running in the Oaks during mm. the championships and then deliberately not running again until yesterday with one barrier trial. So he backed himself and he backed a winner. She was given a good sound out in that barrier mm. trial. Hugh Bowman got off and said,
1: you didn't, don't need to run her. She's, she's ready for the Oaks in Queensland. And that's the way it pans out. Where do you think she'll sit in terms of our Oaks winners? We know it's a race that can produce a really good horse. Um, I, I think she. I think she's... Quite promising, David.
0: Well, see, think of it this way. It's a good question you ask. Say if you'd asked me this question, uh, what was it, six years ago, mm, uh, mm. when do you think Wings will sit? Yeah. And I would have said, well, look, she's been most impressive, that sunshine goes. Gettys yeah. was, uh, win was, was outstanding, and she's obviously a happy and healthy horse, a filly in form. <laughs> but, you know, come the spring, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. That's mm. what I would have said. Yeah. Uh, so, so hindsight is uh, always, I think, but I think hindsight is important when assessing these, these fillies. But she looks good. Um, she's she's strong. Uh,
1: and, you know, she was probably a touch stiff in that ATC Oaks, and that's, that's your benchmark three-year-old filly staying form this year, and she's just continued to progress the whole way. So I, I would be um, hopeful that she can take another step in the um, in the spring.
0: On a broader point, and you're within the beltway there, as soon as I say that, he thinks, <laughs> what's he going to ask me? What's he going to ask me? Uh 2200, the traditional Mm -hmm. Oaks distance is 2400. Would you think there is a possibility that we go back to 2400? I think it's open for
1: discussion. Um, The thinking was I think this year there's been the Oaks has had good success at 2200 metres. Obviously, Winks won her Oaks at 22. There's also fitting into the the Q22 Mm. mix that hasn't panned out this year, but I suspect Zaki's probably scared quite a few off from that race this year. So I don't think it's set in stone, but. The thinking this year at 2,200 metres, it's been effective. And probably there's a couple of horses like Media Reward, even though she didn't run, mm. I think 22 encouraged them to come. And and this horse, maybe the fact there was only 22 men, he didn't, didn't think he had to have another start.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, you can certainly make valid arguments on both sides. And that's not sitting on the fence because there are valid arguments on either side of the coin. I suppose one question then, uh, we can't speak with him this morning. He he's, uh, has other commitments. Would uh, do us go to the uh, Q22? Uh,
1: I, I believe not. She's certainly not nominated for it, no. and I think the question was put to Hugh Bowman, and he said he wouldn't be recommending that.
0: And speaking of Hugh Bowman, uh, and speaking of presentation speeches, he made particular uh, or paid particular attention to the track and praised the track. Uh, said the track was very fair um, he's a great speaker but an intelligent man, and uh, he said yes, he said the, the track is firm he said, but it's extremely fair and he said that's all we could ask for. They were they were his exact words.
1: Yeah, I missed that speech. I was doing the beaten jockeys at the time, but that's one thing you can't argue they they come from everywhere on this track to win, so if if they handle it, you get your chance.
0: Yeah, and they they have been for for several weeks. At beaten jockeys, you, you're rising in the ranks there at Sky, aren't you? That's, sure. that's one of the important. I'm jobs,
1: not sure about that, jockeys. but um, if you want to ask me any comments from the beaten division, I can certainly oh, I, give those to you, David.
0: I'm glad you do it because it's it's good information <laughs> for us on on Radio Tab. So that was the the Queensland Oaks won by Dewis, and uh, plenty of punters very happy with uh, a betting plunge executed. Let's continue our look and let's go to another race for the girls. This is the Phillies and Mares Magic Millions National Classic, the first running of this race. And again, a big betting move, Natoya, 4.40 down to three. They flatten for home in the Magic Millions National Classic. In Good Health going for home. Leads the way from Fabric, giving it its cue. Gem of Scotland trying to come between the pair. Natoya's being called upon. Polly Gray gone. Here's Rock Clock and Yamazaki and Nudge. The sweepers right down the outside. Natoya reached the lead. Rock O'Clock and Yamazaki are putting in game runs. Ditto for Nudge. Four in line. Who's going to win? Nudge will. Nudge will. Nudge was the best. And beat Yamazaki. Photo third. Latoya or Rock O'Clock, then Walking Flying Gem of Scotland in good health. Perfect deal. Well back was at the head of the others, Polly Gray, Shop Delay Drop, Oliphorus and Fabric. Yes, Nudge back to back won the Pam O'Neill and now successful in the National Classic yesterday. We'll go to the Tiara in two weeks, uh, three weeks' time at, yep. at Eagle Farm. Um, we were saying on radio yesterday. Nudge never used to win, <laughs> and, and and we made a comment. Yes, so here we are considering it to go back to back. Well, she did that, and she did it in style.
1: That's so like a broken record. But confidence is just uh, such a huge thing. Now, this is a tidy performance. If you look at that section, if that mm. sectional is to be believed, thirty-four-seven-seven leader to winner, she's
0: uh, well off the speed to, yeah. to come from there. And that's that's one thing with with Eagle Farm. I, I sort of like to consider myself a reasonable judge of pace. What I'm mm. calling, mm. I'm helped do doomer because there's the yes. sectional board there. Mm. At Eagle Farm, we don't have that facility. I've got to say, watching that race, they were spread out. I thought mm. they're going along at a, a good tempo. Yeah, but the the times don't indicate no, the that. The overall
1: time doesn't. doesn't
0: and it? The, and th- that gives full credit to the winner because when she won the Pam <coughs> O'Neill, hmm. Yamazaki made that mid race move and and put the the tempo right on, and she was suited and the sectional was ordinary. Yeah. But yesterday, as you said, uh, one thirty. home in 34.77. She was near enough to last, so she's probably gone sub-34.
1: Yeah, so three weeks to freshen up back to the fourteen She's been so effective at the mile her last two, but she gets a tick for for
0: handling the track. She gets a big tick for being informed, so she's a a live player there. Yeah, Chris Waller was speaking after the race, and he made mention, you know, keep her fresh, keep her her happy, but just hoping that she can draw well, Mm -hmm. even though mostly considering her now as a real back marker. He said if she draws well there's a good you know, chance she can be one or two or three horses further forward than yep. than, than having to go right back. Yeah, Mazaki keeps racing well, a good yeah. carnival player, and I'm, I'm sure most of these will be at the TR. The yeah,
1: why not roll the dice with the Group 1? Um, Natoya, were you taken by surprise at the ferocity of the betting move for her?
0: Yeah, it was. I was. I gave her a chance, you know, very well placed under the, uh, the set weight conditions, being a... A group one performer. I thought, but she certainly had a chance.
1: James McDonald said he thought she was the winner. Um, said she'd come on for the run. she only a couple of weeks from the Dumont Cup. But, um, yeah, the other three proved a touch stronger in the end.
0: See, that's what you find out when you interview the beaten jockeys. This is what you get on <laughs> Radio Tab. This is what you get. Let's go to the group two, Morton Cup. And uh, the betting move here was for the favourite, Splintex. He was always a solid favourite, but in the end, he was a firming favourite, $2.70 up to the turn, 4.50 left to Rada Splintex trying to lead all the way of the Group 2 Morton Cup, headed for home in front, special reward under pressure the Astrologist being called upon, Scalopini into the clear, giving his cue and Wisdom of Water running a really really good race right down the outside Splintex, gone, and Wisdom of Water reached the lead, now Baller comes after it, then came zanai running on strongly, Baller another bat and change, took the lead, Wisdom of Water can do no more, then Zaniya but Baller sent out, big odds, will be too good. Back-to-back for Baller. Beats a Wisdom of Water. The astrologist, Stampy Scalapini. He ran ordinarily. So, too, for that matter, did Splintex beat two to the line. Vada didn't raise a shot either. And special reward, Lust, over the line. Yeah, there were some flopperoonies there amongst the, the beaten division, including the favourite, Splintex. Scalapini well-backed. Vada as well. But uh, all honours with Baller. A back-to-back, as I said, gold market on Aquas Park Gold Coast and the Group 2 bought Cup yesterday. One of your old horses, and you gave him a chance. I thought he was big odds. He got to big odds. I thought he was single figures
1: in the morning, sort of $8, so he got out to really big odds. But another example of a confidence-boosting win first up, and they, they go on with the job after that. Um, Tony had said he had some reservation about Eagle Farm, but I, I thought he'd raced well at Eagle Farm without luck last preparation. He just kept drawing off the track the whole time.
0: And running over distances too long for him. No, very I, I tried to genuine. I tried to counsel you on that earlier in the year, <laughs> but I think, but, but in all in all seriousness, he's a good twelve hundred meter horse and. Uh and Tony's got him ticking over nicely. Is that the end of the road for Baller this time? No, it? no, he'll go to the Healy stakes. That's right.
1: Yeah. So, um, obviously not tempted to go back up next week into a I Obviously listening to your comments there about too far for him, David. And they'll stick to twelve hundred metres. I'm glad,
0: that, <laughs> I'm glad they took him on board. But look, he's, he's you know, he was getting beaten restricted races last preparation. Now he's a, a listed end and Group Two winner this time around. I mentioned at the the top of the show we've had some special moments and milestones. Tony Gollum made a Good point. Yesterday, there's so many things you hear, but I'm sure it was after Baller's win. And as he said, it actually, might have been in the morning. He said, uh, he said, um, you know, we're the weather premier stable. We we acknowledge that. Uh, so it's important that we perform well mm. in our local carnivals. And and he was, you know, he's a hard marker. He said, I don't think we have been performing as well as we can. He said, but this carnival things are going really well, which yeah. is evidence of the results. But he, he
1: put the writing on the wall in Sydney. The last two Magic Minions carnivals, he's had big days. So it's been coming for mm. quite a, a while, this, and he's just a guy that just keeps getting better and better all the time. And he thinks about all of his individual horses and, and the fact that he has so much success with these horses that come from other stables says a lot for the way he, he thinks about, the way he goes about things.
0: First guest on Past the Post this morning is a jockey. He's enjoying his carnival. He's riding well and he was the, the jockey of baller. <laughs> It's Glenn Boss. Bossy, good morning. Congratulations. Uh, Going well, that horse? Yeah, he's
2: going well, and he He seems to be enjoying himself at the moment. um, Yeah, he he certainly looks particularly well when he goes to races. So, um, yeah, full credit to the team. They've done a really good job with this horse.
0: Certainly have, and and he seems to be the horse that he's in the right groove at the moment. Right distance, uh, likes to to be able to find his feet and settle, and then he's got a good turn to speed.
2: Yeah, all that, all that is exactly what you say. Um, he's, he's obviously in the in the right races. He's, his um, ratings have probably plummeted over the you know the last two years. Um, so he's probably now back at that level where he's very competitive, and now he's got confidence. Um, you know, he might be able to go up, up 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 those grades, which he you know he showed that potential as a young horse. Um, um, yeah, you know, I'd ridden him work as a young horse, and I'd ridden him in a race as a young horse, and he had so much potential. But he was a colt and. He just seemed to be in the wrong races all the time, you know, and, um, and uh, he, just, he just lacked confidence at, the, at that time.
1: Glenn, we see at Eagle Farm races change complexion so quickly in that last 200 metres. I thought this race yesterday was a prime example of that. Wisdom of Water scooted away, looked presumably to have a winning momentum up. What were you thinking in the run on, on your mount?
2: Yeah, listen. He actually gave me a really good ride, and he was building up underneath me. You know, from the 600, I was pretty confident he would win. Um, even though those horses sort of got away, but yeah, um, you know, when he won first up, it was a it was a good tradesman effort on on a soft track yeah. um, at the Gold Coast, as you've seen there. And he, and he came up on the inside, which was probably the no go zone at the Gold Coast that day. It was far in, uh, inferior, and he was still able to get away with a victory. So. You knew that second up uh, a month between runs and um, on a firmer track, which is, which is what he likes. Um, he was always going to be... You know, if he'd done well, and, and, you know, Tony told me before the race that he, he was so happy with the horse, so he, all the signs were said there that he was going to come out and run a blinder.
0: Glad we've been talking here in the studio over the last few weeks at the Carnival so far, and we're probably a bit over halfway through, it's been successful. We've seen great racing, uh, plenty of betting, plenty of people at the races. The weather's been magic. I, I would imagine you have the same sort of feeling.
2: Yeah, it's been a fantastic carnival. We, we've seen some really good. Uh, we, we've seen some really good emerging talent um, up here up through the carnivals, and um, yeah, I, I think it's been a great success. Um, um, obviously, getting good crowds back to the races, and everyone seems to be enthusiastic. Um, I just hopefully, you know, you can really build some momentum and, you know, obviously then you'll have a great summer carnival here and, and it's always a really good one to look forward to. And then and, and we progress on to the winter and obviously Magic Means and then, you know, not long after we're in the winter again. So I think Queensland, yeah, it looks pretty healthy at the moment. Um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, there's always more work that can be done, but um, as far as what's going on at the moment, it looks pre- it's pretty well going in the right direction.
1: Glenn, there's been you know, plenty of jostling as in for positions as for jockeys who they ride in the Stradbroke. It would seem you've landed in a pretty good spot on the Heroi. And how are you looking towards next week's race?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I, you know, when you look at these good handicap races, um, you know, like Doncaster's and you know the good major don the good major um, handicaps, and Stradbroke's one of those races. Um, you always look at the you know you always target horses who you think have beaten the handicapper and horses that are in form. And, and this bloke, you know, he seems to fit all the bills are open. He's, he's he's an older horse. He's got an a unbelievable record, and he's got 53 in a straight break, um, and he's coming off a blinding run in, in a doom in 10,000. It's it's really hard to knock him, isn't it? Um You know, I, I would have thought a horse with, with his record, and his winning record, would he would be up near the top of the weights. So I would have thought he would have had 55 at least. And... For so him to get in with 56, is, um oh no, that's what really drawn me. Obviously, you know, Brad couldn't ride that weight and when Toby asked me to ride him, I was oh god, he was would right on the top of my list. So and then to come out and see him run so well and do him in ten thousand, you think, Well, okay, beautiful, we're mm. really in the we're really in the game and I see him trial really well yeah. um, between races at um, at the gold coast yesterday. And um, I rode him work up on the Eagle Farm last week and he's, in, he's a really big, healthy individual. He's, he's probably, you know, Toby's really sitting I spoke to Toby last night um, driving home, and I think Toby's giving an absolute teach for preparation for this race. So, yeah, it's hard to deny that he's going to be in the top three.
1: Where would you like to draw on a horse like him?
2: Oh, I don't ever worry about those things, you know. guys. It really, honestly, never bothers me. Um, yeah, those are things that I can't control, um, so I don't really worry about it. Um, wait until the broad come out, and then you will start thinking about what, what might
0: happen. Glenn, thanks for your time this morning. One thing that, about the Horovian, we've it's, it's an amazing story. A horse who started in Victoria, went to North Queensland, you'd think, well, that's the the end game. He's going to be there. He, he was uh, virtually unbeaten up there, came down here to South East Queensland because he was weighted out up there. He's become such a popular horse right through Queensland. So here he is now in Queensland's signature race. It would be so fitting that if uh, a Queensland horse ridden by a Queensland jockey could win our best race.
2: Yeah, you know, and he was,
0: yeah, absolutely a fantastic story. He's got a massive
2: ownership and, um, you know, and he's running, if you've got a few, that's good, he's running that all-star mile in um, Victoria. It uh, mm. was unbelievable. Like, he mm. only didn't get beat far. He was on the turn there to nearly win the race. So, mm. you know, in trying condition. So, um yeah, he's one hell of a racehorse.
0: He shouldn't be underestimated. Enjoy your time, Glenn. Good luck next week. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. Take care.
0: Glenn Bos, the rider of baller, and we'll partner the Horovian in the Stradbroke, and um, pretty bullish there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he makes a good case for him. I'm keen to hopefully speak to Toby in a short while and ask him about that jumper. It was a hot uh, jump out. Um, away game was third, and Wild Planet also jumped out in the same heat there mm. yesterday. So, um.
0: Well, let's... Um Head into Toby Evans's direction or territory because the next race we're going to listen to is the listed lightning. Now, this was a race where it looked a two horse race market wise. In the morning Usmanov was the favorite and Boom Tanlas was the second elect. They swapped over, they flip-flopped. Boom Tanlas heavily backed. And Usmanov was very, very wobbly in the market. But here's our turn now. Travelling by the 600 metres, Usmanov held together by Nodiv. Leads Boomtown last right there on the premises. Snow Valley third will take an inside run. Dr. Zeus will try and go with it. Then Tycoon Ace. Hail Manhattan, Nikodina, Vule and Spurcraft pulled right to the outside. In the home straight though, Usmanov led the way. Boomtown is having a bit of a job to get to it. Dr. Zeus is starting to run on fairly well. Snow Valley can do no better. They've got 100 metres left to go. Usmanov leads the way. Way. Boomtown Lass' game as ever is trying hard Usmanov's in front. Usmanov hanging on, hanging on. Usmanov beat Boomtown Lass. Dr. Zeus, hail Manhattan. Then Nikonitas, Spurcraft, Vule, Snow Valley and Ace last over the line. Usmanov in the right zone there. 1,000 metres on a, a good track like Seagull Farm. And Nodif riding him well, he led all of the way. Toby Edmonds part of the training partnership with his son Trenton. He's our next guest, Toby. Good morning. We spoke 24 hours ago. We were saying, I was saying $2.30. He looked a good thing. He got to $3.80. How did this happen?
3: I don't know. morning, David. Um, very animated call, too. Well done.
0: <laughs> Extremely safe. <so. laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I thought you were getting a bit nervous. But anyway, uh, it was good. I don't know why the, pri- why the price... Um, okay. Uh, why he blew out, I couldn't understand it because a couple of guys in it are actually decent decent punters. But anyway, um, probably helped the, the starting price.
0: Yeah, it was a good starting price. But look, he did everything that, that I think his fans expected of him. Jumped to the lead. Always travelled well too. And uh, as I said yesterday, I'm not being clever after the event. Uh, it was a race, I felt, where there were only limited winning chances. And uh, uh, But, you know, he, he was there to get a listed win on the board. What do we do now with Usmanov?
3: I've probably got to um, stretch him out a little bit in distance now, like those short-course short, short course races are done for a while. Uh, so we'll probably go to the Healy Stakes um, in a, in about three weeks' time there, uh, Group 3 race, so we'll see if we can stretch him out. He has won, won past 1,000 before when he was three, I think, So, um, but we've sort of kept him in a short course since then. But anyway, look, um, we'll have a crack at that and see how we go. He won at
1: 1,300 metres when he was younger, Toby. What was it? Did you sort of just stumble onto the fact that he was a better short-courser?
3: 1350, actually. Yeah, no, I love, yeah, we did. Um, we decided to, well, he's, he's quite a quick horse. We decided to, um, to go down that path during COVID, you know, at home there. Was, you know, I think we were uh, hogtied for those type of races, and th- those races were available, and we just stumbled on it. Yeah. So um, thank God that happened.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the Horovian, we've been talking to Bossy about him, and he's pretty upbeat about his chances. Tell us about the trial yesterday at the Gold Coast.
3: Yeah, well, look, you wouldn't you wouldn't think um, like nine hundred metre trial. There was a way game in it. There was uh, Amish boy in it, horse horses in it. Not that we, I expected them to show it to show a great deal of speed, but I thought a way game in that were a little sharp for our guy, but didn't end up that way. He jumped into the bottle, uh sat third defence, clicked up on the inside of them, and and um, you know was 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 really good and sharp. I liked the trial and um, come through it beautifully.
1: You must be happy with the way the preparation's gone, Toby. That ten thousand run was outstanding. You couldn't expect any more of him. We've seen the ten thousand form stack up from the horse that finished yep. behind him, so things must be aligning pretty well for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, the form lines are all pointing towards where we're heading, which is which is always good. Uh, the horse has been faultless and, and had a had a great prep really, you know, he's very sound and and um you know, not fickle in any manner. So we don't have to worry about that. And, and uh, you know, going into Saturdays as I mentioned yesterday on radio, he's won twice at Eagle Farm, which is important, I, I think. And, um, you know, he goes there. We go there full of confidence. Um, as long as we can draw nicely Tuesday afternoon, it'll be good. And then it's up to Bossy then.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because when he left Victoria and was purchased by Tom Headley and... Uh, A group to to race in north Queensland he extended it out I think to 2100 meters and when we heard he was coming down to race here I think most of us thought well he'll be one of those middle distance off carnival type horses but to me from what I'm seeing uh, I think this 1400 fast run race is just absolutely ideal for him
3: yeah I agree I agree um I was a bit like you. I was a bit sceptic, not not, not sceptic. Like he's a good horse anywhere, but um, where where he fitted into sort of post, those, uh, you know, after those type of races, and and like he's he's fading at a level now, where he's got to run in these in, in these in these features. So um, we we're not quite sure whether he's up to it, but he he showed us in the All Star Mile and also the Durban Ten Thousand that he can could compete. Um, and you're right, this fast run fourteen hundred at, at Eagle Farm Saturday. With no weight on his back, like 53, he drops a stack in weight. Um, you know, and, and as we mentioned yesterday, he's carried big weights all his life. So 53 on his back, he's not going to know what he's carrying tomorrow uh, next Saturday. And, um, you know, he should be really strong th- through the line, I would think. He
1: won't be short on supporters, Toby. I understand there's about 40 coming down from Cairns to uh, be part of the support crew there on Saturday.
3: Yeah, yeah, it'll be a big... Um, You've got a big support crew, uh, you know, right throughout North Queensland and, and Queensland, maybe Australia-wide. So hopefully, uh, uh, you know, hopefully he can deliver for them on the day and they, we all have a great day and um, looking really forward to it now.
0: There's another part of the Usmanov story that I haven't touched on, and I, I think it's important that, that uh, Bailey Dada, if for had an enforced break from race riding, hasn't been long back, It's come back at a fairly tough time. It's very hard to to secure rides when there's so many interstate jockeys here, a horse like Usmanov is putting him on a, a pedestal where he belongs, and I'm sure he's appreciating the support that you and Trent are giving him.
3: Yeah, so look, Bailey's... Um, uh, how do I say it? You know, you're right, there's 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 champion riders there we could have used, uh, but Bailey rides the horse very well. Um, very good jockey. Uh, and he's not out of place against those type of riders, you know, and, and um, he's like any any young athlete, horse sporting guy, that, that, that you know, for those type of events and riding against those better riders, he'll, he'll always get up for the, he'll always get up for the game, and he um, showed that again yesterday.
0: Good on you, mate. Congratulations with Osmanov yesterday. It's a big week coming up, but uh, you know, uh, I think all the stars could be aligning. But um, I'm sure, I'm sure, whatever the Horovian does, he'll give it his best, and he won't be far off the mark. I reckon that's the best way we can describe it.
3: No, exactly. He's a, he's a real competitor and he'll give his all.
0: Thanks, Toby. Thanks, guys. Bye. Toby Edmonds joining us this morning and um, yeah, we're getting a good report about the Horovian, aren't we? And, yes. and understandably so.
1: Yeah, that's right. Everything just looks perfect for him at this point. It's, it's a very even race, as we know. The the blanket finish in the 10,000, the
0: blanket finish in the, the Kingsford Smith Cup. So. And, the, and the blanket finish in the last race yesterday. <laughs> Me. How'd you go there? No, 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 no. It was, um, I had one good bet, Usmanov, off, but uh, it was a black finish. I got the photo wrong. I had no idea at all. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to the Phoenix race two. Listed race for the two-year-olds. Here was a race. We were talking about big betting yesterday. Volcanic Grog opened the favourite, but he was very easy in the market. Let's have a listen to the replay. Soon afterwards, Volcanic Rock made a play for the front and got it. Middow's Paradise can't do much more. Then Verbeck running on strongly. Bayerish at huge odds. It's all talk, trying to gather momentum. And then came Pixar Beans, but Volcanic Rock the leader. Verbeck is trying hard to leaks behind. Hasn't got it as yet. Volcanic Rock in front. Williams rides hard and wins. Volcanic Rock beat home. Verbeck. Third out white Tutakaka. Bayerish or why we drink for the fourth spot then picks the beans, it's all talk, London Bell, uh, a gap to Meadows paradise, and Katie Renardo is last over the line. The Go waterhouse Adrian bott combination haven't had a lot of runners so, during the carnival, but they came up trumps there yesterday with a horse who is certainly coming well into his preparation.
1: Yeah, he, was, he looked well-placed there yesterday and you know, Craig Williams rode him confidently, and he was able to hold those others at bay. So I guess the, the question now is to find out where he's at. Um, there was some suggestion yesterday speaking to Henry Field that he uh, sailed to Hong Kong as on the cars, but our next guest might be able to shed some more light on that.
0: Our next guest certainly will. If anyone's going to shed some light on it, this man will. Of course, it is Adrian Bott, who partners with Gay Waterhouse. Adrian, good morning. Congratulations on yesterday's win. Hey, good
4: morning, guys. Thanks for having
0: us on the show. Yeah, no, fantastic win. Two points to probably address. Firstly, how did he come through yesterday? How was he this morning? He came through the run really well.
4: Um, Yeah, pulled pulled up great off that track. Um, Seems right and well, so he's handled the trip up um, in in good order and and, and, and pulled up well from that run. So, um, at this stage, yeah, he's giving us every indication that we can push on towards uh, Sunday.
0: Fair enough. Um, Went from the 1,300 first up to 1,500, and uh, he's a horse who... Takes bad luck out of the equation. He races on the speed, uh, and obviously took took good benefit between his first prep and his second prep.
4: Yeah, definitely. I, I guess obviously the um you know the, the gelding played a big part in that. Um, we've been looking forward to sort of stretching him out uh, to this sort of this sort of trip. Um, he's you know, he's obviously always sort of shown a, a good amount of early ability, but I, I think we've really been able to see um, he's just so he, he's so casual, laid back, um, travels well in his runs. At, we thought stretching out the miles sort of what he's been looking for so good to see him do that there yesterday um he had a pretty good foundation going into that 1300 first up he, he had three trials so it was nice and forward but um you know probably just lacked a bit of race fitness against a couple of those others there And you can see he peaked on his runner yeah, you know, just sort of 100 out so i thought it was an excellent first up run and yeah good to see him take that improvement there yesterday
1: your duel accepted with him adrian for sydney and brisbane was it pretty straightforward to come to brisbane
4: yeah, look, I, I guess we had um, yeah you know, the Jay Jackins in the back of our mind if he was to win either race and were to think about bringing him up for the run, it was probably easier to have him already up in Queensland and having had the run up there and uh, experience around the track. So that was probably you know a, a big part of the decision. But look, it did look a, a, he looked well placed in, in that race, and you know a nice opportunity for him to try and secure some some black type.
0: I was mentioning at the the start of the interview, uh, you and Gay haven't had big numbers here during the carnival, but what about next Saturday's Stradbroke Day? What what can we see from your yard there? Uh, looking forward to Converge
4: stepping out in the JJ Atkins. Um, he's come through his run in the size remarkably well. Um, yeah, very very happy with him. Um, he's yeah, that's that's sort of always been his his target all the way through. So he, he should appreciate the the step back up to the mile and. Yeah, Hopefully we can just get a bit kind of draw this
0: time. Adrian, we know him in Sydney as an on-pacer, and we saw him come from the back of the bus, and it was a brilliant finish there in the uh, in the size produce. Did that happen by accident, that, that, or was that the plan to ride him back last Saturday?
4: Oh, look, we were always going to try and ride him a little bit um, conservatively, um, but I guess from that draw, and it, it didn't begin the best, so it sort of oh forced us to ride in, um colder than we probably would have liked or in- intended to. Um, so just got us in a bit of an awkward spot there on the turn. But, um, yeah, I-, I think you can see him sort of being relatively ridden conservatively going going forward, but certainly not as cold as he... I, I don't think that needs to be as cold as what he was no. there in the size. He's
1: an interesting horse conversion that he's by Frankel. We saw frankel have a two year old winner in in Melbourne yesterday, I think he saw the derby winner in England overnight as well pretty remarkable stallion isn't he
4: yeah, he certainly is um you know interesting that those two frankel two year olds came off the off the same farm there at evergreen um yeah they, they they're both sort of nice promising types going forward um
1: yeah. Just back to Volcanic Rock, Henry Field said that there was interest from Hong Kong. If that sale were to eventuate, would that sort of put his J.J. Atkins plans into sort of uh, limbo a little bit?
4: Look, I I guess it could have the potential to do that. Um, But, look, I'm sort of leaving those dealings with with Henry Field. He he manages those aspects of it. Um, You know, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, very keen to see the horse... Take its place in the Jay Atkins, and and look potentially if there is any sale to be done, we'll you know sort of I'm sure the, the new owners would hopefully sort of share that view as well. But look, I, I, I'm not sure I, I, nothing's taken place at, at this stage, and as I said, we're, we're preparing the horse to to take its place on, on Saturday, and you know, I believe that'll be the intention at this stage to be running.
0: Thanks for your time this morning, Adrian. Thanks very much, guys. Adrian, Bob, part of the partnership with Gay Waterhouse talking about volcanic rock. What price is he in the Atkins next week? Um, he's,
1: he's a longer price than the stable, mate, David. I know that. I'll get that for you shortly. He would, he would need to improve. That That Phoenix is an interesting race. Shadow Hero won that race mm. and came out and became a Group 1 winner. Um, Converge, $3.50 favourite. Port Louis, $4, David. Volcanic Rock, $21. $21. So you knew the answer to the question you asked me. Exactly. You just wanted to, just <laughs> wanted to catch me on the, on the run, didn't you?
0: <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Let's go to the... Another um, inaugural race yesterday was the Cutis Jewel. Uh, 1,300 metres, and the replay coming up now. This was a very open betting affair, but in the end, bold Stolitz just was the best backed. Six lengths span them as they approach the turn. 4.50 left to run. Mashani Housler now being tackled in earnest by Boomsara on the outsider. Colpo D Tamburo coming up wider. Red Chase getting away from the railer. Going up to challenge Boomsara. Bold style following up behind Red Chase. Tumbler Ridge, he's running on well and Safe Work is putting in a strong and generous runner down the centre of the track. Soon afterwards, Tumbler Ridge went to Boomsara. Got by him. Can he withstand Safe Work? He's got a margin, Tumbler Ridge. 50 minutes left to go. He's in in front and he'll win the cutest jewel tumbler ridge from boomsara safe work bold style red chase had his chance then McEwen, followed by great powers red bloom second last Colpo de tamburo and mashani hasler led them for home but came in last position a good win by Tumble ridge uh in a, a good prize bunny race matt Hoisted trains in partnership with steve o'day and he's our next guest matt good morning morning david uh that win did it surprise you yesterday
5: uh wouldn't say surprised look yeah he was obviously really good winning two back over the mile and look he, he was sort of outclassed there in the Guineas. he probably ran as good as he could but um, look big big credit sort of probably has to go to Billy Healy look we've sent the horse up, mm. to, up to him just to have a week at the beach and look he come back in outstanding order look he did really well in that that little bit of a break he had a had a kick over jump out in the interim which he, he won quite impressively, probably the best he's jumped out in a in a long time. So he we definitely went went there with a little bit of uh little bit of confidence. It was just whether they were gonna be a touch sharp over the thirteen hundred and um if we could get a bit of luck from the gate, but look he was able to, you know, get a get in get in with a good ride from Keren and um look, you know, we, we definitely knew he'd be strong late, but um, you know, it was still great to see him win like he did.
1: It's always a, a tick when a three-year-old can beat older horses like he did yesterday. And he, he came up against some, some seasoned older types there in yesterday's race that have proven themselves well in open company. So that augurs well for him going forward into open company himself next season.
5: Yeah, definitely. Look, it, it was good to see him get down in the weights too. You know, he's, he's obviously been running in you know, those you know, against those three-year-olds and you know through the deeds that he did as the two-year-old. He was always up in the weights there, and good to see him. You know, be able to show that really you know, sharp turn of foot with no weight on his back. So, um, no, I definitely think he's going to be up to that next season once we, you know, as you said, take on these older older horses. And yeah, you know, I think he's still still got um, you know the ability to still improve a little bit.
1: Uh, Sunshine Coast Guineas would that be a race you, you look at as a target now?
5: Correct. Yeah. Look, that was always on the back of that running the Queensland Guineas. That was always the the plan. We we identified that race and just sort of worked back from there. So look, there's a there's a the three year old race on Ipswich Cup Day. Look, we'll either run him in that or you know have a bit of a think about possibly even throwing him in the eyeliner. But um, mm-hmm. he'll be he'll run there next and then lead into the the wing guineas.
0: And from a cardinal point of view, anything else coming along in the next few weeks?
5: Uh. A little bit uh, took a little bit of a dent yesterday with obviously Scalopini. He, he he ran a little bit below par there. Um, look, he's he's um, seems to have come through all right this morning. He did lose a, sh- uh, a front shoe in that race and just didn't really want to stretch out at all. So hopefully he can pull up, uh, you know, pull up well and we can we can see him figure somewhere in the carnival.
1: It wasn't a stable success for you, so to speak. But I was imagining... People around the yard will be pleased to see Bailey Notif get another feature race success next to his name, given you've seen his progress on the, on the comeback trail through your stable there.
5: Yeah, well and truly, look, he's you know, been putting in the hard yards, you know, especially for us, and you know, even going to all the all the jump outs and trials, doing his best. So, look, you obviously know the how good of a rider he is, and you know, hopefully this can, you know, a little bit of success now can just keep you know, keep translating into the rest of the carnival and hopefully he can pick up a nice
0: race. Always appreciate your time, Matt. Congratulations on yesterday. Thank you, thank you. Matt Hoisted who trains with Steve O'Day. Tumbler Ridge. Never been a horse of mine, Tumbler Ridge. <laughs> I always say when they've gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, just, I got the, got onto the wrong three-year-old in that race yesterday, but um, the Queensland Guineas forms uh, continues to, to stack up, David. You're on safe work. Yeah, and if it was just listening to your call alone, I would have had my hopes up, but I always thought... He just peaked on his run, and Robbie mm. Frant said it, it was... He had to go to the 1300 there and it just proved a bridge fast, too fast, second up. But he's, he's going along all right, but
0: he's always going to be that type of horse, isn't he? He doesn't his strike rate sort of shows that. Jim Byrne was suspended uh, out of this race. Uh, he rode Red Chase, but that suspension, I think, starts from midnight next Saturday, of course. Next Saturday, 2024, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he, he pleaded not guilty. He
1: was sort of adamant that uh, he believes that he shouldn't have been charged, so he, he will fight that one. And going around with the weight uh, issue? He said he's down to fifty-one and a half. He said um, he's got there pretty comfortably. Um, he says he's in good shape.
0: Just talk about the three other races that we haven't listened to. Incentivise. We've got to mention oh. this horse uh, because he won by nine lengths. He'd been going very well on the provincial circuit, winning by margins, but, you know, yesterday was a different ball game, a new frontier, but... Not only came through with flying colours, nine lengths on a Saturday at any meeting is, is extraordinary, but uh, he walloped it in a good sectional, too. Overall, time's good.
1: I mean, at 50 for 1800 there at Eagle Farm on the way the track's racing at the moment, but then 34 yeah. 2. I just thought this was quite extraordinary, this performance, David.
0: <laughs> well, nothing was <laughs> going early. over the he top. Was, <laughs> he was caught wide, so so Anthony Allen decided to ride him like the best horse of the race. He pushed on, took control, and took control of it, right? He owned the race right up the straight. So well,
1: Usmanov's come home at thirty three ninety nine. This horse at the end of eighteen hundred thirty four two. Like we know, staying ranks are paper thin. Like surely he wins cups now. Like as in, you know, these the country cups if he's beyond that. But like Ipswich and those type of races, I wonder how long before Steve Trigay throws him into those. But he's got to be a, an outstanding prospect.
0: Well, the Ipswich Cup is two weeks away. That would seem a, a reasonable target, wouldn't it? Well, his half-brother won at Bergerac, but whether or
1: not he wants to just keep going through the grades, yeah. um, I'm not sure, but I'm, I was quite gobsmacked, to be truthful. And uh, But punters weren't. They absolutely hammered
0: him. The listed spear chief was won by Charlize for uh, Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Good win. She uh, wasn't afforded any favours in running, came with a strong finish. We've, we've seen that as being her, her characteristic and mojo. She's only relatively lightly raced. Be the leader, groundswell at Lavoir, Talk about uh, plunges. Mm. Here was another one. $6 down to 2
1: Another race that completely changed, changed complex in that last 100 metres. He he looked to have fought them all off, hadn't he, groundswell? You thought Lavoir was
0: going to make a charge at him, and then Charlie's burst onto the scene right at the end. We we're talking about Tony Gollan, so he quenailed the last race. Satanta, uh, Ryan Maloney running. You don't often see a Tony Gollan, Ryan Maloney combination get up at $31, but it was the case here arrived at the nick of time to beat the stablemate Mass Destruction and Tremoto is begging to win a race. Mm. Third, but rocketing by fourth, Kisikano fifth and Fleet Dove sixth. They say the margin from first to sixth was half a length. I reckon it was less than that. <laughs> I reckon it was the combination of nose and heads might have made a quarter of a length, but it was a stunning finish, it? Just wasn't a nightmare
1: it? for you. Um...
0: Don't, don't talk about me. <laughs> talk about the horses. Stop. Well... You talk about
1: the price. I know that there was good, stable confidence in this horse running well. Apparently, he jumped out well against Boomtown Lass. Um, in between runs, he he ran on that day where it was the the horrific rain in that race, Georgie's Pride mm. one. Um, prior to that, he had impressed. So, Golan had a fair bit of faith in this horse.
0: I remember him winning a midweek at Eagle Farm, and uh, I heard Tony Gollum post race saying mm. there'd be a, a, a nice race for this horse. Well, he took the Listed Queensland Day Stakes. That was Queensland Oaks Day as part of Stradbroke season. We'll take a short break and come back and wrap things up and talk about what's in the week ahead of us. Past the post on Radio Tab. Well, it has been a great Stradbroke season, right back to the 1st of May when we ran the Queensland Guineas. We've charted plenty of territory since then, but now. We're into the home straight as far as Stradbroke season is concerned. Of course, the carnival continues after Stradbroke Day next Saturday. We go to Ipswich, we go back to Eagle Farm for the Tattersall's feature, and then, of course, we head to the Sunshine Coast. But, uh, Nathan, next week, always a busy week. The the, uh, Mm -hmm. Breakfast with the Stars Tuesday morning? Yeah, it's
1: been uh, resurrected. It was always a a popular function, that one. So they've been getting sort of 20 or so horses go over the course proper at Eagle Farm on a Tuesday, so... That's open to the public there on on Tuesday morning from six a m and then we head into King George square later that day from from four thirty for the for the barrier draw function which will be live
0: on sky thoroughbridge central from five fifteen uh, yeah the, the the barrier draw of course crucial for any feature race but certainly a strand break with a a capacity field of eighteen Have you got an early tip of the strand break? I would be with the harrovian
1: david um I loved his run in the 10,000. I think the four weeks between runs is good. He's obviously just going super at the moment, being able to win a 900-metre jump out there yesterday. Mm. Um, Vega one we know loves Eagle Farm. Uh, World Planet we don't. Mr Quickie's trying to do a rough habit in winning a a Stradbroke after winning a Queensland derby. And then Tefani coming through the BRC sprint. You've got,
0: what, five of them there at $8 or shorter. Yeah, just... Confirming that market on tab at the moment. Vega one and Wild Planet six dollars. Co favorites, Mr. Quickie, the Herovian and Tefani at eight. And then Apache Chase at thirteen, Emerald Kingdom seventeen. Imaging subpoenaed Victorum all at seventeen. Nicanova, my old favorite, twenty one dollars.
1: Subpoenaed galloped between races in Sydney yesterday. Uh Nicanova won the victory, disappointed in the Kingsford Smith Cup, but I, I, I just suspect that you might see a complete reversal next week back to handicap.
0: Mm, just seemed to race flat the other day. There was no no zing there, no zip there. But um, hopefully if he has a bit of (laughs) (laughs) incentivisers,
1: That's what I I was thinking.
0: Of course, Nick (laughs) was probably unlucky to lose the Stradbroke last year when he ran the closest of thirds to to Tizan and Madame Rouge. One I like at odds is imaging. Um, He goes really well fresh. They
1: uh, kept him out of the Kingsford Smith just to keep him nice and fresh Mm. for this race.
0: A lot of Queensland stories here. We were discussing this with Steve on, on select racing yesterday. Vega 1, the Herovian, Apache Chase, Emerald Kingdom. That's good, isn't it, for the state, for our signature race? And not just to be in there, but with, you know, degrees of chances.
1: It's been a good carnival for the for the locals, Dave, Not just Tony Gollan alone. Other stables have, have got in on the, the act in winning these feature races. So, um, you yeah, know, maybe it's significant of reminiscent of the, the the way that the industry
0: here is um reemerging the size trifecta head the markets in the the j Atkins converged three hundred and fifty Port Louis at four and tiger of Malaya at five and of course the other feature will be the inaugural running of what is now the q twenty two and zaki's at one dollar sixty and um, it will be interesting to see uh, on Wednesday at acceptance time what happens there Do you think there'll be a normal size field or a small field? Well, I think there was 16 or 17 that paid up last Tuesday. Right. Well, that's a, fair, that's a strong indication, isn't that's it? That's right. So
1: well, I've got it here in front of me, David. So there, there were 17 that paid up at that first acceptance point. So um, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously not all of them going to, you? but you would like to think they might get 10 or 11 there because if you take out the first prize, it's still a half-million-dollar race.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're... they're, they're are racing for a bit of money in that race. Good money to be won. Nathan, thanks for this morning. Cheers, David. Nathan X will be joining us this morning here on Past the Post. Thanks for your company as well. And I look forward to you joining me on Press Room tomorrow morning. But it is a big week coming up as we head towards Stradbroke Day and the culmination of Stradbroke season. But another great day yesterday, Queensland Oaks Day. Hope you had a winning day.